use the call to worship. Let's stand to worship God on this great day, this day of days. This is the good news. The grave is empty. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. This is the good news. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never put it out. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. This is the good news. Once we were no people, but now we are God's people, living the new life. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And this is the good news. Christ is our peace, the indestructible peace that touches us now and lifts our heart in praise and worship. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And so the long journey of Lent is over. The journey of Lent that has been so overshadowed by that terrible war in Ukraine and reminders of wars elsewhere too. We've arrived at that day of days. And I want to show you a picture of a sculpture. And I want you to just reflect on what that speaks to you. What message does that bring to you? Anyone want to share? Just a, a word or two? No, that's, it's interesting. The shadow is slightly different to the actual cross. Perhaps they are more in peace. What else? Yeah, light in the tomb, the darkness of the, the shadow. It's for you to take that with you, whatever that says to you. But I guess that the fascinating thing is that it's upside down, isn't it? Normally, a cross would bear a shadow. And we think of, particularly on Good Friday, I guess we we feel that shadow, the darkness on the world. But here the cross is transformed because the cross becomes a means of light in the shadow, in the darkness. Jesus is alive. Alleluia. Another picture of the tomb, a very simple picture. And of course, Again, upside down, because the tomb is a place of darkness, of endings. But here, the picture is of light, and it's almost as if the sun is rising, both S-U-N and S-U-N. 
O-N. And then another picture of the cross, but a new dawn. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains by itself. But if it dies, uh, it produces a large crop. In John's Gospel, Jesus says those words to explain what the cross is all about. His dying for the world, for creation itself, that life may be renewed, our lives touched and changed. I, for one, love sunflower seeds. Do you like a sunflower seed? Who likes growing sunflowers? Oh, excellent. We've got some sunflower. Have you ever grown a sunflower? No. Well, this year could be your, your lucky year. It's just one seed. They're beautiful things. <laughs> if I can't say that on Easter Day, when can, can I say it? But each is different, the seed. The, just the stripes and the, the markings. But one seed. Unless it dies, it's broken up, covered over, but with enough rain and moisture, that seed will split and life will come out of it. And that will grow, we hope, and produce a great harvest. You're looking doubtful. I will look after it, I promise you. I will give it some, some water and nurture it. And one seed, how many seeds might that produce? A hundred seeds? They quite regularly produce a thousand seeds, even two thousand seeds. Maybe the ones we grow don't, but um, they can. As many as a thousand or two thousand seeds. Well, Think of that, a thousand seeds. And next year you plant a thousand seeds and they produce a thousand again. A million seeds. And you plant those million seeds. And you have a billion seeds. And onwards and onwards. Christ is still changing millions of lives. He's bringing peace where lives are broken. He's bringing love where people feel unloved. Christ, the seed sown 2,000 years ago, is producing an incredible harvest. And we're part of that. And our role is to continue the planting and the nurturing of that growth in ourselves and in others. I can't remember if there's another slide. <laughs> Is there another slide? No, there isn't. Just, just hold on to that picture. And of course, it's particularly emotive at the moment because Ukraine has the sunflower as its national flower. 
and it produces most of our sunflower oil normally in a normal year. And we pray that the peace of Christ may come to that land and come to Russia too. Let's hear our Easter reading, and Jeannie's going to read this to us, of how this all began on that great Easter day. The first reading is from Luke 24, verse 1 to 12. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, Suddenly, two men, in clothes that gleamed like lightning, stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the man said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still in, Still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over the, to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. This is the word of the Lord. 